0: Chicago's finest internet radio show, Making a world a Better place, one show at a time. The George Water Jr. show is now on the air. Take it away, Dad. All right, thank you. as always As always, thanks, and uh, I know you're out there and I know that's actually happening. And uh, because uh, of the uh, graciousness I get uh, from people uh, contacting me and telling me how much they want to be on the show and how much they they like the show. And I do appreciate it. And thank you very much. And I don't know, I, I just keep saying it for, for some reason, because I I guess I'm so appreciative. All right. Welcome to the George Wilder Jr. Show on Black Talk Radio, on Internet Radio uh, broadcasting live out of the city of Chicago, out of the city of Chicago, all over the world. It's great. It's great when I get people on the show from every place uh, in the world. Well, from around the world. Put it that way. Not every place, but you know, people call from Africa, Argentina, Australia. Um, um, it's just great. It's beautiful. Canada. It's beautiful. Um, And uh, I do appreciate that. I mean, um, and uh, I always try to, you know, try to make the next show better than the show before, but sometimes that's not always possible, you know, because sometimes, you know, a a great show to me may not be the, the same show that you may like. A great show to me is a show where, I come on the air and I'm feeling great, I'm feeling up, I'm feeling good, my voice is fine and everything, and everything is just going so, so uh, well and positive, you know? And um, that's a good show for me. Whenever I'm able to do a good show without screwing up, <laughs> that's a good show. Uh, some of the shows people call in say they like and enjoy. They may not be the shows that I like or enjoy. Because I may have been, I may have had a cold that day. I may have had, something may have gotten me down or made me feel down or something or, or less positive. And I go, I would go on the show and my, I would sound so exuberating that no one would ever know that there was something under, underlying that was bothering me or that was uh, something I'm thinking about. But that's what you do in this job. I mean, when you have a talk show, you have to go on you gotta, you gotta put on your makeup. You gotta put on your best face. Give your best voice. Be as positive as you can, uh, and and do the show. Even though there's something uh, lurking in the background that's not so good that you're actually worrying about. Then there's times when everything is all fine. Nothing, nothing to worry about. Nothing's, everything's going on. My voice is okay. Um, my guests showed up. They were great. A lot of times a guest uh, that comes onto the show, uh, that are invited onto the show, they make my day also. I can have a down day and I can, you know, and there's a guest, uh, they're waiting to get on the show and we have a conversation, you know, and hey, I'm all right again, you know. So keep uh, <laughs> keep, keep calling and keep um, And I want to say, if you want to get on the show and talk about whatever you do, uh, it doesn't have to be a book. I mean, I do a lot of authors. I do authors because I'm an author. Um, Musicians, always welcome. Lawyers, politics, politicians. Yeah. Yeah, well, you know. Hopefully good politicians, ones that will not lie too much. All right. Welcome to the George Wilder Jr. Show. Follow me on Facebook. Follow me all over the place. Instagram. I haven't been on Instagram. I haven't done anything with Instagram, but I do have an Instagram account. So you can probably probably find me there. But Google me and and there are all kinds of things will come up if you Google me. George Wilder Jr. Uh, but, you know, while I'm Googling, I'm discovering even even when there were phone books. Remember Remember phone books? <laughs> those big, thick uh, six-inch phone books with those thin little pages where um, even when I uh, Google myself, I, uh, I'm surprised at some of the things I find because, you know, as I was mentioning the phone book, the reason why I mis- mentioned the phone book, there are a thousand George Wilders in the phone book. Believe me. There, I mean, There aren't too many George Wilder juniors, but there are a lot of George Wilders. I was shocked. And then there's always that there's always. um, You might get the wrong George Wilder because there's so many out there. Uh, I mean, even I Googled myself one time and I said, whoa, (laughs) that's not me. You know, one there was a George Wilder on my Google page. It wasn't me. And if you Google, this guy looks like he's served 30 years in prison. Uh, he looks mean and nasty and honorary, And he looks like a crook. He looks like a murderer. He looks like he's done something wrong. He looks he's a convict. That's not me. <laughs> I know intelligent people out there, smart people, level-headed, logical folks will determine if they if you google me and and some guy pops up on the page looking like dracula (laughs) (laughs) that's not me a criminal that's been you know served time in jail but his name is george wilder i don't i don't know if it's george wilder jr but i do know that his name is george wilder so if you google me and some some guy or some thug from I've never been in prison in my life. I've, you know, I've never been actually in jail. I don't have a criminal record, you know, so, um, so if you Google my name and and some guy look looking like he killed his whole family, shot up, shot up his whole family, that's not me. Okay. (laughs) That's not me. Some criminal, I mean, carjacking thief or something. That's not me. But but there are a lot of George Wilders out there and uh, it, it's easy for people to say, wow, I've, you know, uh, George Wilder Jr., he's a crook. That's not me. <laughs> and you have to understand that there's a thousand people out there, maybe a million with the name George Wilder. I was shocked when I found out that there were so many George Wilders out there, uh, no matter what name you have. You know, no matter what you call yourself, there's a thousand other people calling themselves the same thing. So you have to di- distinguish, your, distinguish yourself away from those guys. That's why, that's why we have Social Security numbers, because they, if your name is the same as a thousand other people, you, you can bet that your Social Security number is, is going to be different from theirs if they should have one. So I just want to say that <laughs> because that's crucial. I mean you don't want nobody going to your you don't want nobody googling you and your name is Sarah Brown and all of a sudden they google you and another Sarah Brown uh pops up on your page and that you know is not you you're not a prostitute you haven't been uh in jail 50 times but I think some people some people would do that to your google page or any page to try to destroy you to make you look uh, bad online to try to shut you up or something like that or try to you know tell a bunch of lies and I, I sometimes i believe these kind of things are deliberate you know uh, uh that they put on your page and i co- i've contacted google uh several times and say hey ma that that's not me get that off of there i mean you're gonna try to ruin my reputation with some sort of some thug up there you know uh but but you know what? It happens. It happens to the best of us. If you have the name, same name of someone else, uh, especially if, if someone else is, uh, that someone else has been in jail, prison, and done time, or you know, shot up his whole family or something, and he, and he has the same name as yours, you have to get that cleared up because that could screw you up online. But I like it. But just like a I said, level-headed people, smart people would figure that out in a minute. Okay. All right. You've been listening to the George Wilder Jr. Show. Follow me on Facebook. Follow me on Block Talk Radio right here, right here. And um, did you hear that Trump has been retweeting a violent Muslim, anti-Muslim Muslim video? Wow. Every day it's something with this guy. And now he's, he's also uh, eliminating a lot of protections. Uh, that we once had. He's eliminating a lot of deductions that we once had. He's doing so much to the American people. He's doing so much. And uh, as I've said a thousand times, he and his White House have a war on the American people. He He's at war with us. He's finding out what, he's finding out and someone is telling him what makes us happy and whatever Makes us happy and makes us feel good for us to live our lives. He's coming after. Meryl Streep said it best. Donald Trump is coming after your happiness, and that's what he's doing. And I'm hearing that this tax bill is is about to pass the Senate. Everybody was at one time, everybody was praising John McCain, but John McCain is going to he's going to uh, vote for this this atrocity, this disaster for the rich. He's going to vote for it. it. It seems like it's going to pass. I'm hearing no later than tomorrow, probably, it's going to pass or some uh, few days down the road, it's going to pass. I'm hearing they got the votes for it. If they, yeah, they have to have the votes for it if they're going to try and vote on it tomorrow. The the uh, the house already passed it. The, uh, I believe the Senate has um, um, made a little change, made changes to it, but you know they're still going to pass it, and a lot of people are going to be out of work. Uh, it, it's going to be monstrous for people, and this is what the Republicans are doing. They are wrecking your life. Period and they're saying that, that it's good for America. They're saying uh, they're saying uh, uh, we're gonna get tax breaks. They're just saying that just so you can be quiet and they can pass it. CBO, the CBO office, uh, they're saying different. They're saying different. So if this thing does pass, if this monstrosity of a tax bill does pass and it hurts Americans, we're just going to have to do what's the next best thing, and that, and that is to vote these people out and get the right people in there so they can, uh, just like Trump is trying to uh, uh, undo everything Obama has done, we have to vote for a president that's going to undo everything Trump has done and the Republicans has done. All we got to do is get these son of a guns out of there and and i'm hearing trump is about to be indicted okay if that's happening jesus christ i could just we're going to be dancing in the street if that happens you know (laughs) if trump's indicted and i'm hearing i'm hearing that now it doesn't mean it's going to happen because you hear a lot of things but the majority of time if i'm hearing something or i'm reading something it's from a legitimate source it's from a, a very reliable source not fake news so i'm hearing that donald trump will be indicted don't hold me on that he may be indicted next week he may be indicted next month he may be indicted next year but in, it's inevitable that he will go down this is what i'm hearing and the minute that <laughs> and the minute trump is indor, is indicted sorry the minute he's indicted we all should just go outside in front of our homes or in front of out in front of the shelters wherever we're staying or or if we're staying down on Wacker Drive we should go out in the middle of the street and start dancing because that's what they do in third world countries whenever a dictator is taken down or someone who is an asshole <laughs> that they want out of office we should dance in the street the minute they uh uh, the minute there is a an indictment uh, on Trump, because if, if Trump is indicted, there is no way in hell he can continue as president and ruining the country, uh, screwing up the country. I want to say fucking up the country. OK, um, if there's any kids out there listening, then that's <laughs> I'm sorry, but this guy's got me so riled up and uh, he just tweeted. Uh, anti-Muslim video read it. And that's crazy. Why would anybody... Trump is violent. Trump is hateful. Trump is a racist. There's no way, other way to say it. And this White House commentator, uh, Sarah Huckabee Sanders, she's pathetic. She just knows she lies through her teeth She to defend Trump. And Trump is undefendable he is he's she's defending something that's not defendable and that's donald trump she's lies through her teeth she's lost credibility she comes with she comes what she she's like trump she pulls stuff out of her ass and and throws it out there to us and to say believe it you know and we're not going to do that okay white house anti-muslim tweets elevate the conversation she's saying that his violent tweets Um, his violent anti-Muslim tweets elevate the conversation. What conversation? It's hatred. It's violence against people. She's always trying to uh, defend this guy. And she looks really silly doing it. She looks really, really silly doing it. And she, obviously, he's paying her a lot of money. She's making a bunch of money. And uh, she can always put on her resume whenever she goes for another job. She can put down there, liar, 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 liar. (laughs) That's all because she's very experienced at that. She's a very experienced and a very, not a very good liar because most of us can see through that. Because we look at Trump, we we look at Trump, we listen to Trump, we look at her, we listen to her, and we know it's B.S. We know it's BS. Anyway, um, as I was saying, we got to vote this guy out. You know, he may be on his way out, but uh, uh, a lot of the Republicans, a lot of uh, people are saying, hold your horses. We don't want to impeach Trump yet because there's an investigation still going on. And we want to wait until Mueller gets done with his investigation. Mueller, Mueller might not be done with his investigation until... This time, 2018. And Trump, I mean, by that time, he's going to be totally have destroyed America with just executive orders. You know, um, we have to vote, folks. We have to vote. We have to vote Democratic. We got to get new people in there. We got to get new blood. We got to a reverse the damage that Trump has done, and he's done a lot of damage, especially when it comes to other countries looking at America. He's done so much, and he's continuing to do it. And he has a fixate on destroying the American people, taking away everything that you have. I don't care who you are, if you have a job, he's coming after it. He's coming after your paycheck. He's coming after your health benefits. He's coming after your taxes. That's all he does. He sits around with his minions and they figure out how to fuck the American people. That's all he does. You know why? Not because he he wants uh, money to build a wall. He's fighting back. He's fighting us because we do not like him. We criticize him. Remember he says that he fights back. This is what he's doing. He's fighting back. He's getting back at us because we can't stand him. We think he's stupid and dumb and ignorant, so he's coming back at us. This Putin-loving asshole is trying to come back at us. I I, I will never forget that 12-day Asian Asia trip that he had taken at least uh, a few weeks ago, maybe last month, where he just totally kissed uh, Putin's ass right on camera right in front of the world and he crit- remember when he criticized Obama for bowing there was <laughs> there was no uh no one as flaky as Trump overseas I mean he he loved Putin I mean he would have kissed him right in front In front of everybody he was mush in front of putin he was just putin was the boss uh trump was the um uh, peasant i mean he was just running after putin behind him i mean he loved putin then he comes back to america and acts like he's you know some sort of leader trump is no leader he doesn't know the first thing about leadership He is no leader. The man doesn't know what the word mean, probably. He's just there. He was put there by the Russians. He's a fake president. And he's coming after us all. He's coming after your Social Security. He's coming after your Medicare. He's coming after your paycheck. If you're living from one paycheck to the next, expect... um, expect a lower paycheck he's coming after americans but let me say this again there's an election coming up we have to get these republicans out get them all the hell out of these offices they're bad for america they're bad for you and me they're bad for the world they're awful I know there's some Republicans out there who have given up, who had wished they had not voted for Trump, but it's too late now. So uh, we'll, we'll just have to gear up for the next elections. We have to put all Democrats in the office. If we can make every state blue, throw these jackasses out on their asses. Trump may be gone before November 6, 2018. Let's hope he is. Then we'll have Pence. If you, have you noticed um, we're paying attention to everything that Donald Trump is, is doing? Where the hell is Mike Pence, the vice president of the United States? We barely hear anything from him. We barely um, see him. I got a feeling he's lying low because he doesn't want to answer a lot of questions about his ignorant boss. Then again, he may be lying low because he knows that Trump is about to be impeached and he will be instilled, installed, sorry, as president of the United States. Then again, he may be lying low because his ass may be led out of the White House in handcuffs. Because uh, during during this Russia investigation, his hands are not clean either. So anyway, but. He's lying low. You don't you don't you don't hear much about Mike Pence, the vice president of the United States. Maybe Donald Trump is telling him to lay low because Donald Trump wants all the attention. He wants all the um, admiration. He wants his face on TV and he doesn't want Mike Pence beside him, stealing all the glory. That could be one scenario. Because Trump, I mean, Trump, you can just feel, you can just see Trump, imagine Trump when he gets in front of a mirror, how he kisses himself. He should spit on himself. All right, you've been listening to the George Wilder Jr. Show. It's 626 Chicago time, straight up <laughs> PM. My guest is, my guest is relationship expert Jurgen Schmeckel. if I'm pronouncing his or her last name correctly uh and as always commentary on the george wilder jr show still trying to make the world a better place one show at a time Uh, (laughs) and that's the truth still trying to make the world a better place one show at a time and um we can do it we can make the world a better place but we we have got to get these clowns these fools these idiots who do not listen to us we have to get them out of office now, I know that this tax bill, I know millions and millions and millions and millions of Americans have been calling their senator, Has been have been calling their representatives, the Republicans. I know this. People are. You're calling. Or you know someone who's calling. Or you've been telling people uh, to call. And you've been giving out that phone number. You've been on Facebook. You've been on LinkedIn. You've been on Google uh, telling people uh, to call their representatives. Uh to not to pass this bill and not to mess. Yeah, they're trying to mess with the Internet. And I know you've been calling and telling. However, these assholes are not listening. They're not listening, and they don't care. This is why why they use Donald Trump as a distractor. They use Donald Trump as a distractor. And it's working because Donald Trump is the greatest distractor in the world. I mean, he, he does something, says something, everybody's on it. And we're forgetting about the legislature and we're forgetting about Congress who are crafting bills under our noses uh, that we're, we're not paying attention to because we're paying attention to what Donald Trump is saying instead of, you know, paying attention to what uh, uh, um, the, uh, Congress is doing because they're trying to screw us. While Trump is having us, making us look the other way. And we have to stop that. All right. Hate has no home here. You've been listening to the George Wilder Jr. Show. We will be, we will do this and we will be right back with, let me see. We're going to do this. Where is it? Have you found it? We must find it. Let's see. All right. We'll be right back in about a minute or so. All right, you're on the George Waddle Jr. Show. Go right ahead.
1: This is Jürgen Schmeichel from Australia.
0: All righty. I was just talking about Australia. Thanks right. for coming on the show. Yeah. Uh, Jürgen. Yes, yeah, thanks for having Sh- Yeah, no problem. No problem. Jürgen Schmeichel. Yeah, okay. I was just trying to pronounce Schmeichel. your last name because I think I was, I think yeah. I was yeah. messing yeah. it up. Yeah. All right, thanks. Yeah. Okay. Just, okay. Just say with <laughs> Okay. Okay, all right, no problem. All right, thanks for being on the show. I, I do appreciate it. And you being all the way from Australia, that's got to be, that. that is super, super duper great. And you are a yes. relationship expert, you're saying?
1: That's, that's correct. Yes, I am. I, I okay, give us a couple of... Yeah,
0: go ahead. I was going to say, give us a little bit of your bio and then tell us all about what you do.
1: Well, um. As you can tell by my accent, I'm originally from Germany, so born in 1960 in, in Hamburg as the second son to my parents, and worked, studied, and done everything in Hamburg. Then met my wife there 24 years ago, and then we had two sons over there, and they are now 23 and 22, 18 months apart. And in 2004, we decided that we want to live somewhere else, and we moved to Australia and we haven't looked back since because it's such a lovely place here. We love the, the nature, we love the people. And that's how it all started. So being, being married for so long and seeing so many relationships going bust, left, right and center. And that's not just in Australia or the US or in, in Germany. It's, it's all around the world that over 40% of marriages are now ending in divorce. And yeah. that does not have to be the way.
0: Yeah, my marriage ended in a divorce. <laughs> so you're telling me you could... Uh, <laughs> uh, so you're telling me that there there's a possibility to save marriages.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. Look, I've, I've, I've created a love cycle where I think a lot of relationships go through. So it's starting with... You're searching, you find a new love, you're dating, you move together and you're happy. Everything is fine. But over time, then routine sets in and that transforms into boredom. And then the most critical phase sets in where you then stop talking. So that's where mm-hmm. really the, the rubber hits the road. You stop talking and eventually you start fighting. So it's, uh, you, you're eventually you're throwing plates at each other and then you end up at the counseling and then even at the lawyer and, and then the divorce. And then it's, the whole cycle starts again because then you're searching and uh, trying to find a new love again. And I'm saying if you're in this phase of routine boredom or stop talking and maybe even in the, in the fighting phase, you still have a chance to get back to happy if you would apply certain rules and certain ideas within your relationship.
0: Oh, wow, that sounds good. But, you know, you know I know some people... I knew some people who you talk about boredom. I knew a lot of people who they weren't bored in their marriage. They just uh, some some of them found out that they didn't have anything in common. Sometimes that might play a part in in a, re- a relationship ending, don't you think? Having nothing in common,
1: yeah, ab- finding ab- that out. Ab- absolutely, ab- absolutely. But but if if you go back to the phase where you started to fall in love and dating and and. What was it? What what made you attract to each other? So so why is that gone? So if you look look at that, you I'm yeah. sure you find commonality. And 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 don't get me wrong, don't get me wrong. I, I, um, if, if the relationship is really really bad, then a divorce is is much better than staying in for whatever reasons, like the sake of the children, yeah, or the I sake agree. of the parents. I don't say that divorce is bad. All I'm saying is it does not need to end always in divorce. We oftentimes yeah. have couples um, taking the easy way out, which is which is a divorce. And then five years later, they're in the same kind of relationship situation and, and because they haven't learned from the first one.
0: Yeah, yeah. Do you think um, money plays a part in a relationship whether stays people stay together or not or get a divorce? Do you think money plays a part?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Absolutely. And, uh, in my observation, money is more important than sex in a relationship. And, and let me explain. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so the, the sex changes over time due to pregnancy, due to aging, due to stress. So there's always a kind of Wave within a sexual relationship more, more sometimes it's more intensive sometimes it's it's less, but the relationship mm. to money never changes if you're a stingy person when you are fifteen, you are still a stingy person at sixty five and when you're then being together with with a big spender, then obviously the clash is already there so so people don't talk about money and Oftentimes, the situation is that one is earning way more than the other, and the one who's earning way more thinks all her income stays with her and she can um, create whatever she wants because it's her income, forgetting that because he's providing for for family and and home, that even enables her to make that kind of money and 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 that could be gender, totally um, in specific for genders. but that's why I think money is so important in in a relationship to talk about it to to have common goals and more more important even, to have three different bank accounts <laughs> one one bank account for each person and one bank account where you pay the common um uh, expenses from groceries the mortgage or the rent and yeah, um, yeah. yeah. The, re- the repair of the car and both parties would then pay into this common bank account according to their means so that each party still each person still has their own money in their own bank account which they can use on whatever they like and then you have yeah, way yeah. less discussions about money.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, what made you want to become a relationship expert? Was it something that you have had experienced yourself and you wanted to get out there and try to help other people, try to keep other people from uh, uh, becoming divorced? Was it something in your background that your experience that made you want to do this to help other people uh, out, to try to keep them together.
1: Um, it's it's a funny funny story because it actually happened pretty much 13, 14 months ago that I've realized that a friend of mine who just got divorced, his and her son was 22, and their son really took it to the to his heart that he was trying to kind of negotiate between mom and dad. And I thought, gee, if if a divorce is um, devastating for a 12-year-old, I totally get it. But if it's also devastating for a 22-year-old, then obviously we have a responsibility towards the children to... To save marriages wherever we can save them. So, so my yeah. Mm-hmm. My real driver, my real driver is the children, because if I can save a million marriages, I would also save a million children from from growing up in um, in in a divorce situation.
0: Yeah, growing up without a mother, you, growing up you, without a father. <laughs>
1: Father. Exactly. Do you know that in in the U.S. in the, in North America, 50 percent of all children growing up witness at least at least one divorce in in while they were growing up. So that means you're yes. you're witnessing a divorce, and then then your mom gets married again, and five years later or six years later, you witness another divorce. Jesus. So, so, so imagine the role model these children have in. When they enter adulthood and and they start to build a family, how can they ever trust the, op- op- um, the, the other person, the, their partner, if they they grew up seeing no well, love is just a four-letter word and, and he's he's walking out whenever he likes to or she's walking out whenever she likes to. Because, yeah. um, so my driver drives my driver is to to inspire people to live in loving intimate and respectful relationships which which has a ripple on effect on their children and on society because eventually our children will build a new society and and we want them to grow up healthy
0: exactly i i appreciate what you do and i think what you do is so important because what you're talking about is happening right now. I mean, people are getting divorced in droves and some people are just staying single.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. As I said, we came came to Australia 13 years ago, so you can imagine Mm -hmm. that the number of friends here are way less than I have maybe back in Germany. But out of these friends here in, in, in Australia, in the last... Five years. Five of these friends got divorced. So, so I'm and I'm looking, thinking, gee, what's going on? Uh, so one of these uh, friends yeah. were divorced. Uh, what uh, are divorced after one year? So, so they didn't stay together for one year. And, and I was like, hello, hello. So, so, so what, what went wrong? Yeah, I'm wrong? here. Uh, so, so what what went wrong in their relationship to be divorced after one year?
0: yeah do you think i have a question do you think the reason yes. why people uh, get married and then six or seven months later uh they're divorced divorced do you think they actually really know what they were getting into or what they were doing or was it just something they were doing because their friends no. did it
2: or something
1: yes i i think all, all all of the above so they they a don't know what they're doing and b they they they, they see the peer pressure and yeah. funnily enough, I just recently had a, had a client calling me for, for coaching and, and she said um, I'm 37 and I'm, I'd like to, to, to find Mr. Right. And I said, so, so why is that? She said, you, you, you seem content with your life, so, so what's missing? And she said, oh, every one of my, my friends is now married and I've done already so many baby showers, I, I just want to have someone um, on my side. And I, And I said, well, but, but when you do, do you want to force it or uh, she said, uh, because she seemed so so content with herself and and we figured out that um, the main reason was that all of her besties were no longer available for a drink at Friday night because they were then looking after their own children now. Mm-hmm. So, yes, people don't know what they get into, and one of the biggest. Yeah. Or the biggest reasons is when they move together and they are married, they think oh, I'm married now, I don't need to pay attention anymore so your true self shows up it's, it's your core being and then you're naked in front of the other person and then suddenly each other sees wow, that's not what I <laughs> hope that's not what I thought here. Um, hang on! Um, how dare you behave like this? Uh, and and, and so the 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 spark is missing. The rom- romance is missing. The dating is missing. And and that's all because we are so complacent, saying, hmm, well, "I'm I'm married now, so I don't I don't need to pay attention to what I'm wearing at home. I don't need to pay attention to how I look when I'm I'm around home." So, and,
0: and, yeah. and and all of that's important. That's important.
1: I mean, you know, I would think. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So it's it, it's it's about respect. That's yeah. another saying of my of mine that respect is more important than love. Because yeah. when you respect yourself, then you walk around in a respectful man- manner, and then also you you show respect towards your partner. If you respect yourself, yeah. you wouldn't cheat on your partner because the next morning you look in the mirror and you look at a cheater, so you wouldn't. <laughs>
0: Jürgen, have you written a book? Have you written a book on this?
1: Um I'm I'm about uh, well, it's halfway there, and uh, well, okay. It, it, my 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 English needs to be edited quite a lot because um i'm i I'm, I'm writing as I'm speaking, so, so you can imagine that there's a lot of things needs to be corrected so it it is
0: i understand you perfectly say, uh,
1: <laughs> <laughs> Thank you george <laughs> so so i I think it's another three months before it's published but but it's it's, okay. it's in the making it's absolutely in the making yeah
0: do you have the title for it?
1: why money is more you... important than sex. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. All right. Okay. Uh... It needs to be a little bit provocative. Okay. Uh, what do you want people to
0: take away from this? Uh, we're, we're running out of time. What do you want people to take away from this? And yes. how can people get in touch with you to find out more? Because Because you're saying there's a lot of people out here who are, who want to save their marriage and you may, and you may have yeah. have that antidote for them to try to save their marriages because as i've just said divorces are are, are at an all-time high you got some people afraid of divorce don't wanting a divorce so they stay single and then suddenly they are yeah. they they get so lonely they they go out and just pick up anybody and marry anybody
1: yeah. so, so so what what i'd like to for people to take away with this is that in my view there are three pillars to a long-lasting relationship and that that are that are quality time talking and sex or slash intimacy so each one of these three pillars is equally important talking quality time and sex and if one is missing money then you're, you're, <laughs> No 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 if, if if one of these three is missing I'm saying then okay. then your uh, relationship is, is um, not a healthy one on, on, in the long run to get in But context, you know what I want to I started,
0: yep. I want I want to jump sorry. in there's a lot of people there's married people out here who haven't had sex together in 3 or 4 months they don't there's marriages that are sexless sexless they don't have marriage they don't have yep. sex so you're saying that uh, sexless marriage is probably going to end in divorce? Yes.
1: Yes. Don't get me wrong. In, in, there are people who can't have sex because of um, physical reasons. And in, yeah. intimacy, that's why I'm saying slash intimacy. So, so intimacy is as, as equally important. So, you, mm-hmm. so if you don't have sex for three or four months, but you are intimate and cuddling and 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 having a deep respect for each other then then i don't see any problem there
0: okay all
1: right if, if 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 sex becomes um a trade kind of thing then it's starting to get really difficult yeah if you know what I okay
0: mean. tell us where we can uh yeah i know what you mean tell us where we can contact you and, and a lot of people listening to the show they want to probably contact you uh yeah. to try to save their marriages yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, so, the, there's a website called inspiring-relationships.com that's where they can find out more about me uh, on there there is an offer for two free coaching sessions with me um so if you want to engage in coaching with me, there's an offer of two free coaching sessions, which kind of sets the initial tone for working together. I repeat, www.inspiring-relationships.com is my website. You can also find me on Facebook under Inspiring Relationships AU. All right. yeah all right Or also thank Google you. my name.
0: Okay. I was just talking about Googling my name. I, you know, I'm, so many people have yeah. my name. It's, it's pathetic.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, relationship
0: expert, relationship expert, Jurgen Schemeckle on the George Wilder Jr. Show. Thanks for doing the show. You were great. Bye-bye.
1: Thanks thanks for having me, George. All the best. No problem. Bye. You too.
0: Bye. All right. Uh, relationship expert, Jason Jurgen. I'm sorry. I I'm, I said Jason, I'm saying Jurgen Schmeckel on the George Wilder Jr. show. And um, let's do this. The George Wilder Jr. show is now on the air.
3: Yes, senior political commentators Van Jones and Mike Shields, also Republican strategist Rick Wilson. I have to start with
4: this question. Van Jones, I'm going to ask you first. Does this president have no sense of decency? Well, apparently not. <clears throat> Part of what I think is, is so tragic is that this was a tremendous opportunity for the country, not just President Trump, but for the country, to finally give due credit to people who helped to win this war. Those code talkers. Um, any other language, uh, the Japanese and Germans were prepared to break the code mathematically. They're prepared to break the code. These Navajo code talkers were the only people who were able to sort to, to get communication in that war. They saved hundreds of thousands of American lives. Iwo Jima was won because of them. They've never been truly honored. And today, today the president will release his full budget for fiscal year 2018. From all indications. The Trump budget will seek deep cuts to programs that help the middle class and working America while providing more handouts for the rich. It will cut to the bone programs that help the elderly, the poor, while adding money for an unnecessary, ineffective border wall that continues to have bipartisan opposition. And to make all of the math work, the Trump budget makes entirely unfounded assumptions about economic growth. In short, the Trump budget takes a sledgehammer to the middle class and the working poor, lavishes tax breaks on the wealthy, and imagines all of the deficit problems away with fantasy math. The Trump budget exists somewhere over the rainbow where the dreams of Mick Mulvaney, Paul Ryan, and the Koch brothers really do come true. Of course, these dreams are a nightmare for the average working American. We expect the Trump budget will make deep cuts to the National Institute of Health and Centers for Disease Control. Let me ask, how many people in America want to cut cancer research when it's done such good? Well, President Trump evidently does, it's his budget. They kneecap research that develops new cures damaging our ability to contain or prevent the outbreak of disease. We're all living longer and healthier, in part because of this research. We want to stop it, cut it back, so we can give tax breaks to wealthy people who, God bless them, are doing great already. We expect the Trump budget will gash programs like Meals on Wheels. I even read in the paper this morning that the head of the Freedom Caucus said that even for him, some of these cuts were too great. The SNAP benefits, helping making sure no kid goes to bed hungry in America. This is America. We've always done this. And the Children's Health Insurance Program, cruelly ripping away the lifelines from Americans who need the most, the children, the working poor, the elderly. We expect the Trump budget will cut transportation funding, education funding, and programs that help students repay their student loan debt. One of the great problems in America, the debt on the backs, the burden of average kids getting out of college, middle class kids. We're going to make it harder? What is going on here? What is going on in the White House with this kind of budget? Our college kids, when they get out, they need to be able to live real good lives and not have this burden of debt on their shoulders, which they're struggling under now, and we're going to make it worse. We also, this amazing, but true, the Trump budget will break President Trump's promise to protect Social Security and Medicaid from cuts. Both of them. He promised over and over again he wouldn't cut Social Security, Medicare, Medicaid. Medicare is not cut here, but Medicaid is and Social Security is. On Social Security, the budget will cut Social Security disability benefits to many Americans who have earned them and paid for those benefits. And you can say, well, it doesn't cut old age benefits for the elderly. Wait. If they get away with this, the elderly will be next on the chopping block because the goal, it seems, of this budget is cut everything you can so you can give even more tax breaks to the wealthiest people. The Koch Brothers type of thinking. It will also seek hundreds of billions of dollars. Additional cuts in Medicaid. The budget cuts Medicaid on top of the cuts that were made in the House bill of Trump care. And what will that do? Medicaid has become a middle-class program. 60% of the people in nursing homes, Medicaid funds it. What are we going to tell a couple with three kids. Say they're 40 or 45. They have three kids. They're saving for college. They're struggling. But at least they know that mom or dad who needs help is in a nursing home. This budget passes, that family is gonna have a terrible choice. Take hundreds of dollars a month out of their own budget and give it to pay for the nursing home. Or find a place for mom and dad to live, maybe at home, but maybe there's no room in the house awful that's what they're doing and who else will it hurt opioid addiction much of our pro pro much of our progress that we're trying to make on opioid addiction comes through Medicaid because they give treatment we need both law enforcement I'm a tough law enforcement guy you know that but we also need treatment I've had fathers cry in my arms because their son their sons, in this case it was both sons, were waiting online for treatment and died of an overdose. What a burden a parent has to live with. We should cut that and cut it to give more tax breaks to the rich. It's in America turned upside down, this budget. And how about rural areas? You know, I represent New York State. It's known for its big city, New York City. We have other great cities upstate. But we also have the third largest rural population in America.
3: So I'm very familiar
4: with rural America. In many of my counties in upstate New York, and this is true throughout rural counties, throughout America, the largest employer is the rural hospital. And that hospital is the only hospital around for miles and miles and miles if, God forbid, you have a stroke and you've got to be rushed there to make yourself, get yourself better. Well, go talk to our rural hospitals. These rural hospitals, which are the beating heart of our local economy, employing hundreds, sometimes even thousands of people. Well, nearly one in three rural hospitals today are at risk of closure. It's more expensive to run a rural hospital. People in rural areas are entitled to the same health care. So that means buying all these fancy machines. In an urban area, those machines can run 24-7 and get the reimbursement back. But in a rural area, they can't. There's not that many people. But they get some help. The Trump cuts to Medicaid would cause a whole bunch of these rural hospitals to close and many more to lay off employees, hurting health care in rural America and hurting jobs in rural America, places that need help. The Trump budget, on top of Trump care, seek, which seeks more than $800 billion in cuts to Medicaid, would decimate health care options for rural Americans and pull the plug on many of these rural hospitals. And some of my colleagues will be talking more about that this, this morning. When you add all of it up, Mr. President, when you add all of it up, the Trump budget is comic book villain bad. And just like comic books, it relies on a fantasy to make all the numbers work. It's the kind of budget you might expect from someone who is openly rooting for a government shutdown. Haven't we heard the president say that? It's the latest example of the president breaking his promises to working Americans. This budget breaks promise after promise after promise that the president made to the for, what he called the forgotten America, the working men and women of America. And he said he'd help them, and this budget goes directly against them. In his speech to Congress, for instance, earlier this year, the president called education, quote, the civil rights issue of our time. But his budget guts vital school programs, our future, our kids. He said, quote, cures to illness have always been plagued, have always, sorry, he said, quote, this is the president's quote, Cures to illnesses that have always plagued us are not too much much to hope." Quote, but his budget slashes funding for NIH and CDC where they do this research. And he said, quote, save Medicare, Medicaid, and Social Security without cuts, have to do it, unquote. But his budget would cut Social Security disability insurance and end Medicaid as we know it. The Trump budget is one giant, brazen, broken promise to the working men and women of America. It completely abandons them. Fundamentally, this is a deeply unserious proposal that should roundly be rejected by both parties here in Congress. I'm optimistic that that's what will happen. We should follow the same blueprint we did in the 2017 budget both Democrats and Republicans, House and Senate, in a bipartisan way, everyone compromises, we should get together, negotiate a serious proposal that maintains our commitments to the middle class and actually sets our economy up to grow. We cannot let the president so turn America inside out with his budget we have to stand yeah, together that's Democrats right he's been turning america in the day, inside and out since, he, and working since he was in office the trump budget hopefully will not see the light of day yield the floor
0: All right, welcome to the George Wilder Jr. Show on Blog Talk Radio out of the city of Chicago, the state of Illinois. Folks, we are in some trying times. We are in some dark times. We must fight for an America without hate. We must fight for an America without bigotry. We must fight for an America without racism. We must fight for our rights. We must fight to continue to be Americans. Some of those rights are being threatened, taken away. But we have to get out here and fight the good fight. You know, and it has to be done, folks. It has to be in a non-violent way. We know how to do things non violent So let's go out and make our voices heard, fighting non-violently.
3: Now that Manafort and Rick Gates, his protege and associate, have been indicted 12 counts against Manafort. And now that we know George Papadopoulos, a campaign official for Donald Trump, has already turned evidence against them. Let us now check the temperature of Donald Trump's Twitter account, where it's gotta be. Well, let's put it this way, climate change is finally in effect over there. So before the Papadopoulos news. Here's Trump raging over the weekend, knowing that an indictment is coming, and at the time it was under seal. He said, never seen such Republican anger and unity as I have concerning the lack of investigation on Clinton-made fake dossier, now $12 million. Okay, I'll get to why he keeps bringing up Hillary Clinton in a second. Then he goes on to say, the uranium to Russia deal, the 33,000 plus deleted emails, the Comey fix, and so much more. Instead, they look at phony Trump-Russia collusion, he puts in air quotes, which doesn't exist. The Dems are using this terrible and bad for our country witch hunt for evil politics. But the Republicans are now fighting back like never before. There's so much guilt by Democrats slash Clinton, and now the facts are pouring out. And then big bold capital letters, do something. It's one of my favorite cries for help I've ever heard on Twitter. Donald Trump screaming in agony, do something. Okay, so why is he screaming about Hillary Clinton when the Russian investigation has nothing to do with Hillary Clinton? Um, Maybe he thinks uh, it's inconceivable that he won. And he just can't believe it, like the rest of us, like he wakes up every morning, like really? I'm president? Shouldn't Hillary be president? Let's investigate her. Okay, not likely. The real answers are, number one, of course he wants to distract you, that's obvious, right? Squirrel, okay. But the more important part of the answer is, they are later going to make the claim and in fact, today it has begun, well, Robert Mueller was the head of the FBI during the Obama administration when the Uranium One deal was done. So I don't know, maybe Mueller's Mueller's biased, I mean, I'm not getting rid of him because he's doing the investigation against me, no, we had to get rid of him because he didn't do the investigation about Hillary Clinton years and years and years ago. That is why all of a sudden I'm outraged that he didn't do that investigation, no. They are setting it up as an excuse to fire Robert Mueller if he is fired. Trump should be impeached immediately. Look, if you'd like to start an investigation on something that went wrong six years ago, that's an interesting conversation to have and one we should have as alongside this one. And I think the Uranium One deal, I'm not with other progressives in the media. I think the Uranium One deal was problematic. But Hillary Clinton is not president. She didn't win. She's incredibly irrelevant. I don't even know if the statute of limitations ran on it. If you wanna go back and investigate that, whatever. But that has nothing to do with Robert Mueller's current investigation of Donald Trump, which is of course the reason why Donald Trump is in an absolute panic. So he now this he had said back in June, so he began this theme as the investigation was picking up steam. I don't know if he knew that Papadopoulos was going to turn evidence at that point, but he said, you are witnessing the single greatest witch hunt in American political history led by some very bad and conflicted people. Hashtag MAGA. So even back then he was like, Mueller, I don't conflict of interest. I mean, well, he didn't do the thing against Hillary, so. That's why when he finds out evidence, hardcore evidence that people on my campaign uh, did tax evasion, money laundering, had clear ties to the Russians, and wanted me to meet with the Russians. That's some of the things we learned out from the Papadopoulos case. Uh, Yeah, no, no, don't worry about any of that, Mueller conflict of interest. I gotta get rid of him, he's got the evidence, I gotta get rid of him. His panic gives you a sense of how connected Trump was to all this. Because the Manafort evidence, so far, the, the things that have been presented in public are largely against Manafort and Rick Gates and their ties to Russian oligarchs. It is, as I stated earlier in the show, it is possible that Trump was not did not know anything about that. And he could just say, hey, listen, man, these guys were apparently trying to pay back a $19 million thing they had with the oligarchs. It has nothing to do with me, and, and I'm outraged by it. I can't believe that they potentially put my campaign in trouble. He's not saying that, instead he's saying, I gotta get rid of Mueller, I gotta get rid of him, You're Iranian one, Benghazi dossier, I don't know, I'm got panic. If you didn't do it, why are you in such a cold-sweated panic over it? So now, he finds out about Papadopoulos and, and all the things that happened this morning. And he gets even more crazed, he says, all this Russia talk, right? when the Republicans are making their big push for historic tax cuts and reform. Is this coincidental? Not, <laughs> you're, you're a child, he's the president, can you believe he's the president? And he's saying things like not. And It's not how it works anyway, you're not supposed to ask the question and then scream not. You're supposed to say coincidental, not, I have to teach him these things, okay, anyway. What a child, what an unbelievable, petulant child, and also guilty. All right, and, and by the way, the other reason for that tweet is, hey, rich people, all my donors and all the people in charge and power,ful remember, I'm gonna give you tax cuts. I'm trying to give you tax cuts. Don't, don't throw me away yet. Okay. He goes on to say, sorry, but this is years ago, before Paul Manafort was part of the Trump campaign. Why aren't Crooked Hillary and the Dems the focus? I'm going to say for the billionth time now, because- Hillary Clinton is not president. She doesn't have any power. She's wandering around in the woods. Your attempt at distraction has no subtlety. So it looks absurd. You're too, frankly, unintelligent to realize that. But you think just screaming squirrel louder will do the trick. No, it makes everyone realize that you're screaming squirrel. And that you want them to be distracted from the thing that we're supposed to be looking at. You're making it more obvious, which is usual for Donald Trump because he's not that bright. And his last tweet is a great example of that. It goes with dot, 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 also, there's no collusion, he capitalized, there's no collusion. If you weren't sure Donald Trump was involved before, after the tweets, (laughs) you become more sure. Counterproductive as usual. Really, Trump supporters, you think he's screaming from the rooftops about Hillary? Stop the dossier! No collusion! Because he's not at all worried. (laughs) Perhaps he knows something that you Trump supporters don't, which is that he did it. If you like The Young Turks, you'll love Young Turks membership. TYT. The George Wilder
0: Jr. Show is now on the air. It is all about making the world a better place. Join me. Oh, All right, <laughs> we had to break in there. Uh, I wanted to say this before uh, we were off the air. I wanted to mention the that the you probably heard about this. Uh, uh, most of us have, if not the majority of us have. Uh, actor Jim Neighbors is dead at 87 years old. 87, Jim Neighbors. Um, he's the actor that was best known for playing Gomer Pyle on the Andy Griffith show. Yeah. Uh, And uh, Gomer Pyle, USMC, United States Marine Corps. Yeah, Gomer Pyle, uh, Jim Neighbors. I mean, he, I mean, I used to, when I was little, young, uh, younger, (laughs) actually, uh, I used to watch the Gomer Pyle. I mean, I, I (laughs) I thought it was I never thought it was funny. I thought it was silly, but not funny. But uh Jim Neighbors, when he played Gomer Pyle, I mean he we I never knew his name was Jim Neighbors. I thought of him as thought of him as only Gomer Pyle. Especially when he left the Andy Griffith show to launch his own show. Uh, he started out as Gomer Pyle on the Andy Griffith show with Andy Griffith and Don Knox and the rest of them. Suddenly, I, I believe I read somewhere where Andy Griffith suggested that Gorma Pyle, uh, Jim Neighbors, have his own show. And it happened. I think on the first pilot of the show, Andy was a guest on the show. So the Gomer Pyle was a sort of a spinoff from the Andy Griffith show starring only Gomer Pyle. Uh, Starring only Jim Neighbors. I I still can't say Jim Neighbors. I see him as Gomer Pyle. And I remember uh, there would be uh, people around the neighborhood uh, (laughs) imitating him, right? Imitating the walk, imitating his high-pitched talk, just imitating everything. If you think about it, Gomer Pyle, the, the, the character that Jim Neighbors played, Gomer Pyle was a serious guy. He just got on the nerves of Frank Sutton, who played Captain Carter. And, and, and if I can say this, I think Frank Sutton, who, the one who played Captain Carter to uh, Jim Neighbors, Gomer Pyle, was the star of the show. He was the star of the show, not Gomer Pyle, because uh, Gomer Pyle would irritate him in some way, and he would get the shouting and screaming and 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 at Gomer Pyle. But I think Frank Sutton uh, was the star of the show. It was Frank Sutton, Captain Card, and then Jim Neighbors, uh, Gomer Pyle. And I think after the show had ended, Jim Neighbors gotten his own, he has gotten another show called the Jim Neighbors Show, I believe it was, the Jim Neighbors Show, okay, Um, and one of the uh, returning guests on the show, one of the guys who played, who played in the skits all the time, uh, one of the uh, uh, members of the show was Frank Sutton, he was on the show as a regular, regular, the Jim Neighbors Show, because he was such a fixture in Gomer Pyle, they decided that you know if Jim Neighbors is going to have a show. He should bring over his his um, co-star from the um, from the television show Gomer Pyle to be in to be a part of the Jim Neighbors show. Jim Neighbors, the guy who played Gomer Pyle, so he's dead. Jim Jim Neighbors is dead at the age of 87. So if you watch the old if you watch the old Andy Griffith show with Don Knox Andy Griffith uh, uh Opie which w- who was played by uh, Ron Howard uh if you watch the show uh everybody's dead everybody's gone except for uh the only living person from the uh Andy Griffith show from the Early sixties to the middle sixties, or the is uh, Opie is Ron Howard. He's the only living member from the show. Everybody else is gone. But Andy, Andy, the Andy Griffith show will live in infamy. It will live in infamy because you know I I, I've got some uh, of uh, the episodes here in my studio. I don't. uh, I I may take it out and uh, and watch a few episodes because of um, Jim Neighbors' death but um yeah he's gone and it's a little bit of his bio comedian okay comedian jim neighbors who rose to fame in the 1960s playing bumley gomer Pyle on two hit sitcoms has died at the age of 87. Uh, neighbors neighbors n-a-b-o-r-s his last name died around 3 a.m in the honolulu Home he shared with his husband. He was gay. Uh, neighbors was born in Syracuse, Alabama. Okay, and began acting while attending the univers the University of Alabama. After graduation, he moved to Los Angeles, partially for his asthma, and also to pursue show business aspirations. While working at a Hollywood nightclub, Neighbors developed an act that showcased a wide-eyed, rude character who spoke in a high-pitched voice that contrasted with Neighbors' baritone voice. Okay, yeah, he was a singer. He was also a singer. And if you Google him, you'll probably get a list of, his, of the albums, of the recordings that he's made. He was a singer. He was sort of... I don't know, a high-pitched opera singer or something. Okay. While working at a Hollywood nightclub, okay, uh, Neighbors became famous when he turned the character into Gomer Pyle on the CBS sitcom The Andy Griffith Show during that show's third season. Pyle's character... Catchphrases included Golly. Yeah, I remember surprise, surprise, surprise. Became so popular that the nineteen sixty four that in nineteen sixty four neighbors got his own series, Gomer Pyle USMC. That show ran for five years until he pulled the plug so he could try new things. So the reason why the Gomer Pyle show went off is because Jim Neighbors wanted to do something else. I guess he was tired of people thinking of him as being Gomer Pyle. Okay, I'm quoting neighbors here. It got down to what you think you would want to be—an actor or an entertainer. I wanted to entertain, neighbors said in 1969, according to the to the Hollywood Reporter. I don't think I'm much of an actor. The only part I've ever played was Gomer. Was Gomer? I'm the most surprised person around, and I'm successful anyway. Besides acting, Neighbors also released numerous albums, yeah, showcasing his baritone voice, which was also featured in a TV show like Gomer Pyle, as the clip below demonstrates. There's a clip below. You can't see it, but I can see it. All right. You've been listening to the George Wanda Jr. show. And I'm just saying Gomer Pyle, Jim Neighbors, died uh, today, today. And... Um, And it brings back memories of the Gomer Pyle show and and his variety show, you know. And the guy was a singer. He could sing. I wasn't a fan of his singing, but I'm pretty sure there was millions and millions millions of people out there who were. But regardless whether I was a fan of his singing or I thought he was a great actor, uh, he was successful. And you have to respect people. You have to respect what people do, even if you don't like it. Even if you think what they're doing is crazy, if you think what they're doing, you're not a fan of it, but you have to expect, respect them and respect their talent. I, I always say that. All right, you've been listening to the George Wilder Jr. Show, talking about Jim Neighbors. I want to thank my guest, Jurgen Termetro, on the George Wilder Jr. Show. He calls himself a relation expert, and he left all of his good good information on the show, so you can always pod this show podcast this show for later, uh, uh, and down, download it and, you know, <laughs> save your marriage, right? Or or your relationship. He's a relationship expert. Uh, yeah. All right. You've been listening to the George Wilder Jr. Show. It is 7.23 p.m. Chicago time. Um, it's dark. It's beautiful. It's wonderful. And I hope you are, are uh, okay. There's no reason to be down and depressed. We're going to be off for the weekend i hope you guys have a great weekend Uh, i gotta do some writing there's some things i run a few errands we're gonna be out and about everywhere everywhere you know (laughs) we'll be back here on monday and it's been great it's been beautiful it's been wonderful and i want to thank everybody for all your kind words and i want to thank all my guests yeah we got a we got a bit we got a not book yeah we got a (laughs) b-o-o-k yeah for december december Wow. 2017 is out of here. Wow. It is gone, folks. It is gone. A lot of people are going to be making those New Year's New Year's resolutions and promising to do this and do that for 2018, 2019. Who knows? And um, a lot of them are going to fail. Like myself, for instance, I say a lot of things just like other people. I'm going to get rich. I'm going to lose weight. <laughs> And uh, some of those things, they don't happen. But that doesn't mean you have to give it up, right? You have to give up on those things. You know, Keep trying, keep trying. Because we live in a fickle world today. It's really fickle. And I want to say one more time, uh, um, cogitating back to politics, vote folks, vote. Get out there and vote. Do your duty. We have to change this country. It's messed up. It's some of it. Some parts of it is being destroyed. I mean, uh, there is a war war going on on the American people there by this White House, and we have to do something. We can't sit back and let, and do nothing. They're not listening to us. They're not paying us any attention. They're doing what they want to do. Whatever the things that they're doing, they're doing for their donors. They're not doing it for us. They're doing it for the people who are lining their pockets. We have to get out here and throw their asses out.
5: roses if the bombs begin to fall never never saw heaven mm-hmm. help the black man if he struggles one more day heaven help the white man if he turns back away heaven help the man who kicks the man who's a crawl
0: Games we will be back here on Monday, 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 Monday. Bye-bye, everybody. Take care. Nice weekend.